welcome folks to a special episode of Who's Ghost Stories. I am your host, Reiki Master and Medium, Andrew Huzar. We've got our research expert, Sean, and paranormal enthusiast slash cryptid expert, Professor Alex Wheaton. We are here on our first travel episode through Ohio. We are at the Erie Street Cemetery, directly across the street from Progressive Field. Um, We'll get into the history here in a second, but we are here mainly for the grave of Jakasat, a heralded Native American and his history with the place. So I'm gonna go ahead and cut, and we're gonna to get to our histories. The Erie Street Cemetery is the oldest cemetery in Cleveland, Ohio. The cemetery was established in 1826 and has 17,936 graves across 8.9 acres. The cemetery was originally on the edge of town on Erie Street, which is now East 9th Street. It was the first permanent cemetery and is home to the city's first permanent white settler, Lorenzo Carter, the city's first mayor, John W. Wiley, before his remains were relocated to Lakeview Cemetery, and Jokosad, a member of the Native American Meskowaki tribe. Born in 1810, Jokosad would go on to fight in the Black Hawk War in 1832. After the war, Jokosad would relocate to the Cleveland area and start an association with Dr. Horace Ackley. Dr. Ackley introduced him to Dan Marble to provide financial, financial assistance to his tribe through Marble's theatrical troupe. Marble would then encourage Jokasat to join the traveling troupe of William Vincent Wallace, who toured England. Here, Jokasat would become ill with what was assumed to be tuberculosis. Wishing to pass away in Minnesota, in his native home, Jokasat began traveling home, but would only make it to Cleveland, where he would pass away. Jokasat would be interred in 1844 his remains were moved in 1882. His headstone would be damaged three separate times in 1877 by a tree, 1884 when the repair rivets deteriorated, and in 1907 by vandals. Jokasat is said to wander the grounds of Erie Street Cemetery. He tends to wander further across the street to the grounds of Progressive Field. His presence at the field is said to be due to his displeasure of the mascot, Chief Wahoo, or because the stadium is rumored to be atop a Native American burial ground. His grave is said to be protected by a curse placed by Chief Thunderwater during relocation of graves as the city grew. Those that have vandalized his grave have been claimed to be supernaturally punished with insanity. Fans of the baseball team have placed tokens of atonement on his grave in an attempt to deter superstitious interference. The Erie Street Cemetery was once on the edge of Cleveland. Presently, it is located in the heart of Cleveland's downtown. Being the first permanent cemetery, it was a transition from a community burial site to individual marked graves. The baseball team has changed to the Cleveland Guardians. We have yet to see if this has appeased the spirit of the restless spirit of Jokasat. If you are visiting the city for a game, make sure to stop by Jokasat's grave 
with an offering, just in case. So that's what we're here for, and we're here to check out. Um, before we head over to Jokasat, there's a few other graves we saw as we're walking up that we want to check out and investigate. But um, before we jump in there, Sean, uh, are you expecting to see or feel anything, especially when we get over to Jokasat? Um, yes and no. Uh, I, I know that he is a presence here, but I also know that his remains have been relocated, so it'll be interesting to see what we see or feel over there. How about you? I, I don't have any expectations, I guess. Um, I'm expecting to feel this general feelings that we have in cemeteries. Uh, nothing over I did bring a rock from Lake Erie. Uh, that I will leave on top of his memorial as a little token. Be over here. That's never happened on set before. Um, so I will leave that for him. I'm going to bring out the pendulum, see what kind of energy reads we can get off him, but we'll check some other spots here and we'll see if anyone checks us out. So first thing I noticed real quick as we were walking around this little cemetery is just how wide open it actually was. Oh, that's awesome. So this one actually has life on it. That one's all dead. You can see if you get closer to it that it's just... That's the branch. And it's jammed in there. Right away, as soon as we arrived, this mausoleum caught our attention, and we decided to film our intros in front of it. If you notice, it looks like it was once really beautiful and ornate, but it's fallen into a state of disrepair. They've done their best to seal it up, make sure nobody could get inside of there, but it's still just not looking as good as it possibly could be. And that was a little sad to us, but it does make this an interesting mausoleum, just wanting to know the history. And on the front here, you'll notice there was a little pile of bones, including a vertebrae, sitting there as tokens, which I was not that big of a fan. Spirit of 76. You are standing on what are the remains of the flory stones of the cemetery chapel. It started at this location. The building was raised in 1954 when it fell into despair. This site is dedicated to the veterans who lived, served, and died for our country. Within Erie Street Cemetery are the graves of soldiers from the Revolutionary War and the many conflicts that followed. When these citizens were called on to serve and defend the freedoms that are enjoyed today, they responded to the call, let us never forget. Pose a question. Might have an answer. If these stones are the remaining floor of the chapel, does that mean it is technically sanctified ground? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So this this block of stone. The rest of the church was raised. After checking out that little monument and stone square, we decided to set out and explore the cemetery. We unintentionally broke up into little groups with Sean and Alex going to head to one side as Megan and I went to the other just to kind of explore the area. There were some really unique looking headstones as you can see here. Um, lots of these round style headstones and sadly just because of the age there was lots of headstones that had fallen over or broken apart like this one. 
But we did notice that we did catch an orb but in this picture here. If you look up towards that screen, that's not grass or a leaf or anything. And there was nothing sitting there when we checked. We got the remains of a tomb that was knocked over. Oh. Hey, dog, come check out this stone. If you can't read, Nikolai Stoika and four unidentified victims of the 1901 water tunnel disaster, Cleveland Five Mile Crib in Lake Erie. A lot of group stones here. Or at least settlers were up there. This stone started to be moved off of its base. Alex and Sean spotted something of interest over here. Uh, so Megan and I were over there. We're going to get Alex and Sean now. But we noted that it felt hard to breathe over there, a lot heavier. So we're going to get Alex and Sean and see if they feel the same way. That's a cool stone. What'd you guys find over here? So headstone that you can tell it's broken off and they just kind of leaned it and it's it's worked but uh i think that also means about the holes it's not groundhog oh big groundhog but he's all right a little dance pal. you know you don't gotta worry about me all right so we're gonna take you guys across the way there's a tree over there i want to inspect all right then i got a question for you once we get there Megan and I were very excited to take them over there to see if they experienced the feelings we did. However, we did not anticipate the energies, the feelings, and the beings we would encounter once we went over there again. Are you looking at that tree? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me know how you guys feel when you cross this. This is the stone that was in the ground. So I think it was a old barrier line. Let me know how you guys feel now that we crossed that barrier because Megan and I were both feeling a lot heavier over here, like it's almost suffocating compared to the other side. We were over there fine. Even the wind in the air kind of died down a little bit once we made that. Yeah, it feels a lot heavier over here, I think. Alex, did you feel any difference crossing over? Poor choice of words. I know, right. <laughs> um, I mean, that my breath did. Yeah. Like I felt like I had to take more breaths to catch my breath. Feels like something's sitting on my chest. Yeah. Which is interesting because over there I felt fine. As soon as we crossed over here. That be again. Flipped it. So, this reminds me of um, DeWittville with somehow this grave completely enveloped by this hill. I'm interested to know if that was one of the ones that was like standing tall, like on this base maybe, and fell over. What happened here? 
though, and it's interesting with the, the decor on the headstone is a tree. Did they plant a tree with the headstone and it's taken it over? Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to know what kind of tree this is. Because it's like... It looks like a willow, but... It looks like it's sheltering. Yeah. Oh yeah, the way it's... It grew up, but now it's like going back down. Yeah. It's like the trees at the altar. Alex, what do you think about this tree? I don't know yet. What's interesting to me is this side over the grave still has life. This, this side over here enveloped in darkness. is dead. Yeah. Well, and if you look at the actual headstone, the leaves on it look more like, say, that tree over there. So. I, I don't even know what this tree is, or if it was intentional or not. Can we talk about the way the branches... Gnarled is a, not the right word here. I, I think gnarled still is the right word. This is like beyond gnarled. It's like, like here, look at this. So, it goes up, down. And if you look at the different textures in the tree. It's like two different trees. Yeah. This tree to go in this way. So, what the shape almost reminds me of, and this is kind of crazy to say, is like the crown of thorns depicted on Jesus. Okay, I can see where you're coming from. Especially on this side with how just warped in it is. Even when you touch it, like this is dead wood. Mm -hmm. Like if you twisted with just a little pressure, this is all breaking off. I mean, off. it's shaking when you touch it. Yeah. It's like a two-faced hey, Andrew. Everything okay? Uh, got hurt at round one. Okay, I want to make sure that wasn't something like serious. Sorry to step on your grave here. Yeah, and this even feels sturdy. texture differences over here. There was something about this tree that just drew us all right into it. And it was definitely the energies, the setting, the way it looked. There was just so much about this tree. And the longer we stood by it, the heavier our emotions and feelings got, the stronger the energies got. Everything just started to get stranger and stranger and almost worse in a way. And if you notice here, in the tree, someone had left what looked like a chicken bone as a token just like on that mausoleum. Um, I'm not sure if it's a chicken bone. It was just small and skinny. Show me the energy flow on this side of the tree. Ooh, jeez. Alright, big to the left. Let's try it again. Move it over this way. Show me the energy flow on this side of the tree again. Jesus. Alright, that's a big energy flow. and. Let's go over to the other side here where it's a little bit alive. Sorry for stepping on you again, pal. And you can see this this one branch here is just hanging on. Show me the energy flow on this side. Look at that. It's going the other way, but also a hell of a lot smaller. Move it up a little bit. Show me the energy flow up here. This side's got a um, 
tighter, more positive. That's crazy. It keeps hitting the tree. Did you hear uh -huh. the natural chatter? Yes. But here is Whatever spirit is here, can I ask you some questions? All right, thank you. Stop the pendulum. That tree shadow starts Are you a negative presence? Thank you. Um, are you a positive spirit? Thank you. Stop the pendulum. Are you the only spirit around this tree? Yeah. All right. No. Stop the pendulum. Even in the wind, it's stopping the pendulum right on the money when I say to. Um, is the other spirit here trapped with this tree? That's a big yes. Alright, please stop. Hold the pendulum still. Is the other spirit the negative one affecting this tree? Thank you. Please stop the pendulum. Are they a threat to us? Ooh, that looks like it's going to maybe. I'm out. Alright. Thank you. Please stop the pendulum. Thank you. Um, so we just finished up with the little pendulum reading here. Um, we're going to leave this tree. It's definitely heavier feeling over here. And as you saw with the pendulum, uh, there is a spirit not happy that's trapped with the tree. Um, and in my estimation, I think that could be why it's half alive, half dead, if they're kind of their energies are kind of fighting it here. So, uh, any spirits, negative spirits attached to this tree, you're, you're not allowed to come home with us. Uh, please stay here. If you're trapped here, uh, just know that you can leave. It is okay to leave and cross over. You don't have to stay here. So, just wanted to say that, just so you know. Uh, and for both of you, I will leave a token. I planned on this rock to be for Chakasat, but I have others I can give to him. Uh, is what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to put it down here <coughs> in the middle of the tree. So that is for both of you. It is from Lake Erie, so it is a purified and clean stone. And I charged it with some positive energy. So whatever spirit is stuck here, use that energy to free yourself if you want. Um, the good spirit, you can use it to charge yourself. But thank you for doing the pendulum. And while I felt positive about the way that little pendulum reading came out, let me go ahead and pull up Megan's footage of that last part and go over a couple things she caught on camera.
Now, around this time, there was a complete lack of wildlife around us, yet here on Megan's camera, you see that bird fly in, and then it hangs around in the tree, not afraid of us, but I think this was a positive sign from spirit in the universe that what we were doing was good. Going back through our footage, we captured something reminiscent of when we were at Mercyhurst. Blink and you'll miss this super quick light that flashes right across my leg. Um, like we said at Mercyhurst, I'm not 100% sure what this could be. It could be as something as a bug, but the fact that I couldn't slow down fast enough to catch it, and whenever I zoomed in, it just looked like an amorphous blob, leading me to think that it was some kind of light anomaly or an orb, but I cannot be 100% sure on that. So how do you feel crossing back over? It almost feels like I went like on a run and I'm like regaining my breath. I was gonna say not as uh, breathless. Yeah, like over there was like trying to like hold me down or suck it out of me. Over here it's like I can Like breathe. I can feel like I can breathe again. Yeah, I think you found your groundhog Alex. Oh, look at that chonk boy. <laughs> I wonder if I can zoom in no, on him. No, that's a different one. Because mine was over that way. There are some big groundhogs here. Oh, yeah. So, Sean, how'd you feel crossing back over? Uh, weird. Um, it's a weird honestly, uh, so, as soon as I crossed back over, I immediately felt, like, in my chest, like something had been gripping on my chest hard and then now it just kind of feels like I, that pressure's been released yeah so it feels like something had been gripping on my chest yeah and it feels like those marks are still there yeah like he described it as he went for a run well and i i can still feel the tightness like the grip has been loosened on my chest yeah. it's weird i don't like it I'm glad we did the protection sigils uh, uh, on the back to you guys because uh, I did not expect to actually have to need them here. I'm not going to lie. All right, so Sean, this is the tree you wanted to check out, right? Yeah. Was this tree struck by lightning? That's what I was trying to figure out because there are what looks to be scorch marks <coughs> on it. Scarring on it. And... Oh. <laughs> like, definitely scarring. And, like, it was a break, but it does not look like a clean break. So I would definitely assume the hypothesis of a lightning strike is not out of the question. And what's interesting is, is there's no there's no graves around here. So I don't know if there were relocations involved around this tree or what. Surprisingly, this is probably like the flattest patch of ground we've encountered yet around this tree. Like no holes like divots or anything interesting though
back on the non-heebie-jeebie side of the cemetery, um, we were checking out this tree that Sean was really interested in. And it wasn't quite dead, but it looked like it had been struck by lightning or something similar of that nature. Go from this side to this side. After exploring the tree in the little area around it, we decided to explore the rest of the cemetery before trying to find Jokasat. While searching around, we came across a lot of interesting tombstones and even just interesting spots that they were buried. Like this little one that had just seemingly been placed near the wall. Interestingly, it looks like it fell off its base, but its base was still right next to the wall. Just didn't make much sense to me why somebody would be buried near a wall like that. And it looked like somebody had been staying here, which added a little bit to the creepiness. But then there were tombs that were like this color, or tombstones this color. And oddly enough, one side would be super faded. And the other side would seem relatively untouched, which was just an interesting note, especially on that Bentley one Megan found. Only one person's side was absolutely discolored and weathered. And then, of course, there were more tombstones that had fallen off their base. But then there were these trees that looked like they had faces in them. And then thinking back to the tree we encountered earlier, it also looked like it had faces in them. Could the trees really have been watching us this whole time? We're not sure, but eventually our attentions were drawn to this mausoleum here and the very interesting cement doorway that had been built to keep people out. It was giving off creepy vibes, and Sean even joked that instead of Eerie's vampire crypt, this was Cleveland's werewolf crypt. So this, we are just checking out some videos and pictures of it, but when I touch it, it feels like I just get punched in the chest and all breath gets lost. Very interesting energy around this cemented in mausoleum. As you heard me say, the energy on the mausoleum was definitely interesting because it felt like a straight gut punch. You know, it felt like I was being thrown on the ground and all the wind was just being knocked out of my body. It wasn't a positive experience, but I wouldn't call it outright negative. It almost felt like the mausoleum was protecting itself, which, judging by the um, outside with 
the cement door and the windows having to be boarded up, it definitely seems like this tomb has been subject to some type of vandalism or something of that nature. And then we continued to walk around the cemetery as we made our way over towards Jakasat's headstone. We found some really interesting sites, such as these groundhog holes that had burrowed underneath, behind, and around graves. And these woodchucks were pretty big, these groundhogs, I mean. And then this grave had... The color had deteriorated, but it made interesting shapes that almost looked like the United States of America. Angel wings on one side, a lion or a dragon on the other. Um, so it was a very interesting way that this, this grave marker here had deteriorated over time. And then eventually, we finally made it to Jakasat's tomb. Or at least, his headstone where his tomb used to be. baggy with like baby bird feathers and then that stick has a string tied to it almost like it was used for like a, a voodoo doll or a worship doll. Show me the energy flow around you. Alright, so interesting, it's just going in a straight line instead of a circle. Uh, but also, it's not going in the direction of the wind at all. The wind was kind of going crossways from it. Go the same direction for yes, other way for no. Are there any spirits at all um, associated with this uh, grave at this point. Alright, stop the pendulum. Are you Chief Jakasa? 
some of that. That'd be a no from the rules I gave him. Please stop. Did you just make this your home? Please stop. One more question from me. Like the attention and tokens. Right, stop. Are you bad? Are you negative? Are you positive? Are you still there? Alright, we're gonna leave you now. But thank you for answering the pendulum. Enjoy your walk. So thank you for watching our walk around Erie Street Cemetery. Um, before going to these guys, I'm going to say this is probably the first time we're leaving with more questions than we came with. Uh, we originally just were interested in Jacassat, and we experienced a lot of different feelings, emotions. We caught an orb over there, um, but I don't want to go on too long. Sean, what, uh, what are your thoughts here? Uh, it's a weird place. Um, it's very open, but also feels kind of closed off. Certain areas are better than others. Um, kind of felt like we were being attacked at certain points. And uh, it was very different energies throughout. Yeah, uh, definitely not a single consistent energy throughout. Like, for sure. We've seen at like the Alms House where there was depressing, but it was a constant throughout. It was different everywhere um, and definitely to follow up Sean's point there were times where I wouldn't say attacked but definitely you know being followed um, encouraged to leave uh, despite the wind and the cold and eyes normally water my eyes were watering in different places and then would stop and that was a little weird for me, but uh, yeah, this was a different feeling. Yeah, and like what was kind of crazy is I want to say from that mausoleum to the mausoleum Ooh. down there is almost like just, it was like a blanket of like heaviness. Mm -hmm. Like it was like suffocating all of us. And like what was even kind of interesting to me, like even just standing here, I'm kind of reminded of it. When we first got here, we remarked it was a weird temperature, cold and windy. The temperature never changed, but between those two, I felt significantly warmer. Like, even standing here now, I'm like, oh, it's kind of cold, and that triggered in my mind, like, I wasn't chilly at all down there. But I, same clothes, same area, same wind. So, definitely something down there. We did the pendulum, got some interesting results. We did it over Chief Jacassat, some interesting results. Um, 
Yeah. And our cheap chocolate slot we found out. Interesting, interesting cemetery. A lot of questions. Um, if you're in the area, it is definitely an interesting place to walk around. I saw lots of people walking. Yeah, um, especially right across the street from the stadium. A lot of interesting tombs and headstones. Lots of old, old. Um, if you do plan on coming here, though, definitely be respectful. Uh, it feels like very quickly they can feel like you're disrespecting them, and that opens the door for some stuff. And if you are not feeling right in a certain area, just remove it. Yeah, we walk right across the road and stuff. does it for this episode. Uh, Megan, you have anything you want to add? Uh, but yeah, uh, like, subscribe, share. You can find us on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and make sure to like and follow Who's On Reiki on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, everywhere to keep up to date with everything. But for now, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Stay in the light.